0: Warrior Poet Project, Podcast 3, with two very special guests today. We have Miss Texas, Whitney Miller, soon to be Miss America. <laughs> and then we have Nick the Ghost Gonzalez, soon to be, I don't know, is it going to be boxing champion of the world? Is it going to be MMA <laughs> champion of the world, Nick?
1: Uh I'm going to add another title to my MMA
0: now. Yeah, so sticking with the MMA, MMA. but you have a boxing match coming up, right? Tell yeah, us a little absolutely. bit about that.
1: Uh, it's going to be this Friday at the Frank Irwin Center. Is on the ESPN Friday Night Fight, so uh, make sure you tune in to catch that. It's, uh, it's just a little four rounder. Uh, Fight another guy. He's another local guy. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I was kind of mentioning earlier before we started. You know, he, he's kind of taking it lightly, and he's not really you know, taking the fact that I've had over 40 professional fights. They're not all boxing. You know, kickboxing, boxing, MMA. But and I'm a
0: champion. So I mean.
1: You know, you don't become a champion by just waking up and and you know drinking something. It, it takes hard work and dedication. So,
0: so you're saying it's gonna end badly for this yeah, guy? Yeah,
1: yeah. He thinks it's a sparring <laughs> session That's what coming. I like to hear. Yeah, no, he's going night night. I'm I'm pretty excited <laughs> about it, and I've heard a lot. You know, I've been in the gym a lot. You know, in, in boxing gym, I sparred throughout town. So a lot of the old school guys around town and and people that do know of my abilities, they know that I can box very well. So. They're like, man, man, this guy's not taking it like serious. So you know, go in there and whip his ass. I'm like, hmm, all right. There you go. That was the Time plan.
0: for a wake anyway, up call. Yeah. Four rounds of boxing. Yeah, you can just kind of unleash the beast in that. I mean, three minute rounds. Three right? minute rounds. You're used to yeah. those five minute MMA rounds. Five minute
1: rounds. Yeah. So it just you know just a little bit. I mean, you have to stay uh, uh, busier in a certain way. I mean, you're a little more active. Your legs definitely had to be a lot stronger than, than the MMA fight. To me, I don't say mma guys aren't in shape because it's a different conditioning but i mean you're on your feet you're constantly bouncing it's three minute round it goes quick but you know there, there can be three minutes in mma can be on the ground you know yeah. you're not really you know are stressing up your body as much you're not jumping around so nobody's punching the face you know i've had fights in mma where guys they're trying to grab me the whole time take me down because yeah. they were homos <laughs> and I was hitting him, and I was hitting him in the face. I was like, "Get off of me!" No, but for I mean, you could fight a, a guy the whole time. He's just trying to get you down because that's what he wants. And you spend a lot of time on the ground. It's a different conditioning, but I, I feel really good, man. I mean, you know, I was already going to fight May fourth. Um, an MMA fight, but uh, it got canceled, and then this came up, and I mean, I was already in the gym, so it's a good opportunity.
0: Yep, and then straight from there out to uh, Dominic Cruz training camp, right? Yeah,
1: I leave, I believe the 10th, um, to uh, Las Vegas. I think they finished the camp till June 2nd, because he's out there filming The Ultimate Fighter, so he has to be out there till June 2nd, and then they go out to Vegas, back to San Diego to finish his camp, and then he fights July 7th. And that, that's that's another thing too. It's like you know I've been in his camp several times and you know, you know you, you're in a camp with world champion and other guys like that. I mean you're you know you're taking some and you're giving some ass whipping. So yeah, I mean like I said, this guy is thinking it's going to be a cakewalk. I'm like, all
0: right, dude. I'm like, <laughs> you no, know, I'm not
1: intimidated by him. And that's the funny thing too is like, he, it's he's not easily he's not intimidating me. I don't know if he's thinking that I'm going to get to the urban Center and the TV, the cameras and all that shit going to freak me out. And I'm like, dude, like.
0: Really? Like yeah, that's sure. gonna scare me? Like, you've been in strike force, You've been in Japan. You've been all over the yeah, place. Yeah, That's not gonna bother you. Yeah, at all. So, but how it's it's got to be a bit different, and uh, you know, just the, how's the mindset different from a boxing match versus an MMA match? You know, I've watched both, and I've I've commented myself that. There seems to be an epic quality about an MMA match that I haven't quite seen matched in a boxing match. Somehow even those small amount of rules that they have, you know, the ability to duck a punch and just hang on to somebody and let the ref separate you, mm-hmm. it kind of removes some a bit of that kind of epic primal quality that I find in MMA. Do you feel that different or does it feel like you're going ready to die just like an MMA match?
1: Um me personally though i'm like i'm ready to die in any fight i mean yeah no I, i'm i mean you've seen i've, I've gone to sleep i'll, I'll go out swinging I, I, that's just me as a fighter right I'm, but I'm, how is, it, how is it different, with, no, is but, it different uh, with boxing it, it's the the element of knowing like i'm not gonna worry about anything else other than him punching me yeah. you know like you're saying you duck under punch you get clinched up well in mma the guy's gonna start trying to knee <clears> you he <throat> can he could throw you. He could elbow you. I mean, there's a lot of other things that are, you got to kind of be wary of. So that's what makes it, I think a little more intense. Because you mm-hmm. know, as soon as you get in and, you, know, you miss a punch, you move, you duck, you get into a clinch. You really you got to be expecting you know something. Something's gonna yeah, come. Sure. He's gonna try to knee you. He's gonna throw you down. Um, you know, he might jump and fly an arm bar you or know, whatever. I mean, that's that's what the the, the dynamic, the dynamic and the excitement of MMA. I think what makes it a little more just like.
0: Yeah. Oh, you see that, the intensity it was of people, that epic quality. Exactly. Yeah, I was out in uh, I was out in Atlanta for that John Jones fight. Yeah. John Jones or shot. Did you see that? Yeah. did you catch that, that Whitney? No, <laughs> I didn't. You didn't catch any of those. Um, but you know, <laughs> Why not Whitney. The, I so, know, right? What are you doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> i <doing> my hair? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um,
0: but yeah, I mean, just the, although the fight, the fight was cool. You know, it wasn't like the best fight in the world, but the just the kind of anticipation in the arena. You know, for those two guys that hate each other and the, just the threat of imminent violence from John Jones, you know, like not knowing how it's going to come, where it's going to come from, spinning elbows, yeah. spinning back kick, flying knee, whatever the hell he's going to do. The tension that everybody felt was just incredible. Like you can't really match that. And I remember another time I saw that was Chuck Liddell Rampage, which was another terrible fight. But the build up to that, you know, in that arena with those two guys not liking each other, kind of an audience that was pretty polarized. Yeah, um, It's just really, it's unlike anything else that you've seen. For anybody who hasn't seen an MMA fight live, you get something different out of that than you would just watching it on TV. That's TV. what I was about
2: to say, yes. yeah. It's, I had to feel like the energy and the vibe when you're watching it live has to be crazy. Because I've never seen anything live. I've seen bits and pieces on TV, but actually being there and feeling the energy and the tension like you were saying yeah. just has to be unreal.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, especially when the fighters don't like each other and, you know, they, re- you can kind of sense it. And it, I guess maybe it kind of builds the crowd hype up as well, you know, and so like, so like this John Jones shot, I mean, it was just electric in there. And when everything was going down, I mean, people were reacting strongly, you know, but then, you know, the fight didn't quite maybe live up to what people thought, but it was still a pretty good fight, I thought.
1: It, it reminded me when I was, I was watching it after like the first round. I think it uh, slowly started to turn into like um, a Floyd Mayweather fight. Where yeah, I mean, and it's not taking anything away from Floyd because I actually the last probably year or two I've become a bigger fan of his. So, you know, just kind of on the down low, because you know he is kind of a brash and asshole. I don't like that part about him, but. He, you know, again, same thing. He's, he's a champion for a reason. He's he's won over forty one fights and he's undefeated because he's a hard worker. He really is as brash as he is, but he's so good that you watch his fights, as like Mosley, or um, you know when he knocked out uh, who did knock out Ricky Hatton. It's just how he just picks him apart yeah. and just kind of shuts him down. Like Mosley from like round round f- I think five on was just like it. it Mosley was just standing there watching every punch that came at his face, almost like Rashad was just like dumbfounded yep. at what John yep. Jones is going to do. He's like, he's like, I don't know why the fuck he kept reaching out and touching his hands after the first <laughs> elbow.
0: Yeah, he's like, boom!
1: Yeah. Don't do that again. And his corner's like, don't do it again. you know. And I had a lot of faith in Rashad because he has a good camp out there with the Black Zillions and the thing that made me really excited is um, I don't know how much uh, time he got spent with Roy Jones Jr., but you know, Roy Jones I think worked him a bit, but Tyrone Spong, I thought was going to be the big difference. Who, Tyrone Spong, yeah. you've never seen him. you got to YouTube that guy. He's one of the best kickboxers in the world. And um, you're sparring rounds with that guy. I mean, consistently, there's nothing that John Jones is going to do to you. I mean, maybe a little more unpredictable, but... You could go with that guy. You know this guy. Yeah, the best. but then
0: then how do you mimic an extra ten inch reach advantage? That's the other thing. <laughs> you know, too. Was, like, I mean, we looked up at yeah. the at the fight sets. Ten inch reach advantage. The guy throws elbows and it's the same length as it's my punch. punch. Oh my <laughs> gosh! You know, I mean, so it's 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 just another kind of yeah. another level. I thought Rashad was going to try and take him down a lot more, but me too. I Jones, really did. I mean, he tried a couple times. and Jones just stuffed it like it was mm-hmm. nobody's you know no problem at all. I mean, after I saw what Jones did to Ryan Bader. Oh. You know, stuffing those shots and just kinda of manhandling uh-huh. him. Bader's a sick wrestler. I didn't think that was gonna work for a shot. But he did clip him with that head kick though.
1: That was one thing that was actually. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Rudy and I had talked about that. You know, Rudy was like, Why did he why did he just not jump on him? You know, that and then he also landed an overhand right. at K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it looked like once he did that, it was like that's all he was waiting on trying yep. to he's like, Okay. Here, it is, here but it then is. he
0: didn't throw that head kick anymore anymore exactly it's he like, should have got he, you, you, it, gotta go, you gotta go you crow cop from pride <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean he has a knockout just with just keep throwing it up exactly. there yeah.
1: and eventually it'll land Throw yeah. like 10 one of them will land
0: or go you know like uh was it kung lee who broke shamrock's arm with it right you know you block it enough times it's gonna hurt somebody yeah and you know, that was his only lot, chance. Man. I mean, holding hands and getting elbowed in the face—that was so sad. <laughs> that, I was like, "Oh my god!" The, is he really going to do that again? <laughs> there was there was no knockout, but there was like an ego knockout when when John Jones took him kind of by the collar and tripped him a little bit and slammed him yeah, one arm yeah, down. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that was, you Can't really talk shit after that's, that. You even. know,
1: big brother, little brother. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he owned <laughs> him. He had his film between his legs. Yeah, you know? the hype, I think, is just what pissed me off. You know, it was like, again, like like watching Mayweather. You know his hype on the fights and then he just mm-hmm. shuts the guy down he's so good you're like knock him out
0: yeah you know? put him away uh, yeah yeah not this time he usually does <laughs> but going back to uh going back to what i was saying about the, the live fights it's also then a whole other layer when you know somebody and you're good friends with them and then you're watching them fight and then that's a, that's a whole different story i mean i've been there um watching you on in victory and defeat and obviously you know, victory. It's one of the best feelings you could you can have. You know, you feel like you're right there. You're you know you're up on the cage yelling, and then we're yelling, and it's fucking awesome. Y'all are trying to get on the cage yeah. too. Right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's like but it's like the best thing you can imagine. And then, you know, when when you lose, though, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. It's crushing. It's this helpless feeling of like, why can't I help my friend? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he's in there just to live or die on his own. And I think that. Add some of the epic quality. I've also, you know, obviously been there with my good friend Roger, and we'll all head out there and uh, and check him out too. But it's it's a it's another level. It's another level checking that out. Um, so Whitney, you were also an athlete mm-hmm. besides being Miss Texas on the way to becoming Miss America. Right, there we go. Yeah. So you started off in uh in real surfing or wake surfing? What was your first real start? surfing? Yeah, yeah. When
2: I was I don't know thirteen, I started or twelve or something. Started surfing and from Corpus Christi, so South Texas, and that's what we did. I There's mean. no beaches in Corpus you can swim Oh, please. On. <laughs> Come on, let's beach. go. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Be careful challenging Whitney. We'll, we'll, we'll set up a foot race no, out here. I tried. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> you
2: want to race? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Aubrey almost yeah, got beach. I, was, yeah, yeah, was, this, I this had to think this about, this is is about this is a it this is like, scary moment. I Susie said, Yeah, race her. I was like, Wait a
0: minute. We decided to sprint, and I came out at about 92%. And she was pulling away like a motherfucker. I had really? to dig deep. I had to dig like Rottweiler, he made it though. Wow. Rottweiler, wow. Got it. Rottweiler chasing me deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pull out of this, so awesome. I couldn't. I just couldn't live with it. Yeah. So I, I went to 105. percent But uh, all <laughs> right, so you started off real surfing out yeah. there in Corpus, huge monster mm-hmm. waves, right? That's so like the <laughs> like north. Hawaii it's like waves. the north shore out there, right?
2: <laughs> I wish. Yeah. No. I mean, we'll get hurricane souls every once in a while, and then yeah. that's when we all go out. But other than that, you gotta just gotta go out there and just see what you can get.
0: Yeah. It really that,
2: sucks, to be completely honest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it got you, to the, uh, got you to be a professional wake surfer.
2: Yeah, that's right. So it's all lake based now. I don't have a beach here in mm. Austin. So we go out in the lake and wait down one side of the boat. They actually have boats that are you know, made for wake surfing. So, I mean, on me, I'm, I'm a p- petite girl. So the wake can be anywhere from my waist to my chest high. And yeah. it's so fun.
0: Yeah, for yeah. those of you who haven't seen wake surfing and checked it out, you should you should YouTube. It. Do you have any videos up or anything? Yeah, there'll
2: be some up there. Um we're filming soon, so a brand new video is going to come out within the next couple of months. Uh, yeah, check it out on YouTube. Yeah. See it there.
0: Check it out, wake surfing Whitney Miller. She's out there shredding some fresh water. It's pretty dope,
1: so That's awesome that you serve. I it's tried cool. when I was in San Diego, and I I was not successful at all.
2: Well, it's like there's. That I, I even hump had that like get, the, to the handicap
1: over. board, like the really, really the big,
2: the big, big, so big, big like like one. Yeah. You can yeah. just
0: you can just stand <laughs> up any way you want on that board. <laughs> I was
2: then. like,
1: go, no, come on, paddle. They're like, paddle. I'm like, I'm trying. Maybe <laughs> it's because
0: it's your arms couldn't reach over the it, side. I of know. It. I
1: <laughs> was like, y'all got like a paddle, like an extension I can use. With some flippers. You like. could get one of those Hawaiian
0: like or surfboard. I want. I want a yeah.
1: paddleboard on. Um, like what they have here at Lake Travis. That looks, you know, relaxed. You stand up on the board. Generally, kind of the same yeah. thing. It's a big board. Like that. Yeah. It's
0: thrilling. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's <thrilling>. yeah, whatever. <laughs> it looks safe, man. <laughs> it's, it's extremely almost fair. drowned trying to surf. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got up once and then, and like I was like, oh, I'm up. And then like when I wiped out, I was just like, All right, that's it. I, got I mean, you can get to...
2: worked out there for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ugh.
1: definitely hard. I mean keeps Your shoulders really lean, I bet. Huh? Yeah, you gotta do a lot of paddling. Yeah, there? You know, or just in shape maybe. in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your core, because you're having to jump up like that, you know, it's all core.
2: Paddling out, I think, is the hardest thing. You have to a six do. pack, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. It's keep yeah. in good shape. Right? I mean, I'm
1: a bit dead serious. Every you know, I'll ever see a fat surfer, I mean, they're all like know, lean guys and stuff. I mean, it's true. Take, yeah. One of the guys that trained at the San Diego, he's like a state champion from his high school in surfing. No, like, he's a like a state champion? Yeah, they have it, I guess, in high school out there wow. you know, in California.
0: So. yeah
2: we yeah, have a, that here, too, in oh, Texas? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, we do, yeah.
0: No? Okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Texas is coming up. We, we
2: gotta are. watch out. Gulf of Mexico's exactly. really got so, it going you, on. So,
0: so, did you just crush the other high schools? In well, state we do not When
2: we were in high school, we didn't have like a high school team. We had the texas Gulf surfing association but it was just everyone came together and did it yeah
0: yeah so then you decided to get into pageant work right so yeah. what, when did that start for well you? that was started
2: my first pageant was miss corpus christi and i was late to rehearsals i missed all the rehearsals because there was a hurricane swell that came in <laughs> and i went surfing instead all
0: right so at least you were old enough to surf when you started so how old i was were 16 you when you started. yeah i was miss right corpus
2: christi on. teen so i was 16 my first pageant um went in there and and won somehow. I don't know how it happened. I was sunburned. I was ridiculous. And so um yeah, totally. <laughs> then I went to Miss Texas Teen, did horrible blew it, did a really bad job.
0: Well, how do you do a really bad job? Cuz it seems like, I, I mean, for people who don't know, it seems like you just you just kind of show up. Right. And smile. You walk but up I want to I want to find smile. out what what's deeper like what what more is involved
2: there's so much that goes into it i know people are like whatever okay (laughs) all you do is walk up there and smile and wave and kiss people i'm behind
1: you i mean i know it's hard because i've watched miss congeniality a few times (laughs) there you go (laughs) it gives a good insight on it yeah
2: yeah i mean you have like an interview coach you have a walking coach you know where to look you know where to smile like it's crazy how to stand. Um,
0: yeah, but does, does that really matter to the judges? I mean, at the end of the day, are they really judging on that? Are they like, that bitch is hot? Yeah, and no, I mean, if over. she's really
2: pretty, she's going to be pretty. But, I mean, think about it. You have a hot chick, but then she right. walks into interview and can't speak. Like, you know, yeah, there's yeah, those yeah. girls that you see yeah, that are sure. super hot, and then they something comes out of their mouth, and you're like, whoa. That doesn't yeah.
1: matter to me. <laughs> Just give me a few drinks, I'll be all right. The beer goggles,
2: come yeah, exactly. Out.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. I think. Well, uh, I feel
2: like that with guys too. Yeah. I mean, well, guys, yeah.
0: guys is a whole other. I mean, that's a whole other dynamic as well. Because if a guy can't speak, that those good looks are going to get him earning, you know, nine dollars an hour. Yeah. You know, and that's going to be a bit of a problem, <laughs> right? You know, down the road, presumably. True. You know, so charm and those things—it's earning power for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you know, it—it's it, coming along that way for women, but. It's not quite the same dramatic right effect as, right you know a, you know little pretty guy is cute for a while but after you know you start thinking looks, about trying to raise looks a family a little on old, yeah Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right so back to pageant we'll get we'll get more into that later but back to pageant so so you gotta so you gotta prepare you know your charm your eloquence things like that right as well as everything else so, so take that was my problem like a, yeah that was okay. my
2: problem at miss texas teen the second pageant i did huge pageant I went in there, I mean, I was trained to a T, like, at least I thought I was, I mean, I went through all of these sessions trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do, and I went in there and I wasn't who I normally am, like, I didn't go in there having a conversation, you wouldn't ask me a question and I would give you the typical pageant answer, and I'm totally not that girl at all, I mean, you know, we've hung out, like, (laughs) I'm not that girl, so, you know, I decided not to do it anymore, and a week and a half before Miss Texas United States, a girlfriend of mine was like do it and i said no there's no way i'm doing it i have no desire to do it somehow so you just doing so you it.
0: just you just complete you won miss corpus christi mm-hmm. you went 16. to miss teen texas and blew it right and then you were just like "Ah, oh, fuck it i'll try miss texas
2: like six years later
0: so you don't have like an illustrious no career no, 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 no no of pageanting no.
2: Uh, I could not handle that, to be completely honest. I could not. I would go crazy. I mean, there's girls out there that love it and, you know, more power to you. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Because I'm like, let's go on the water. Let's go on the lake. Let's go surf, Let's do something else. Right. But, um, yeah, so, like, six years later, a week and a half before, I ended up borrowing my dress, my swimsuit, my heels, everything, and um, completely changed everything and decided, you know what? I'm going to walk in there and be exactly who I am, have a conversation with them, With these judges give them the answers that they you know that they probably won't hear from the other girls just because i'm being straight up with them and i told the judges that during interview i said he goes you seem like such a free spirit why are you doing pageants and i said be that what an odd qu- what reason. an odd
0: question for a judge, right. as if they're cultivating non-free spirits, <laughs> right? like these dronish slave pageant girls. I know. Well, know? some
2: girls are like that. I guess other you know other girls are kind of their own. You probably you get know, a lot of spirit. like
1: cookie-cutter girls, girls that were trained right.
0: up there. Right? No, and you, no, were you robotic, definitely do. You know? mm-hmm. Well, I imagine like... if you'd been if you'd been pageanting since you were like you know tiny, you know that. Five-year-old creepy pageant yeah. kind of program. <laughs> right. you know, I imagine party. that that's got to be tough. You know, you got to be at that age. You shouldn't be worried about what you look like and being judged for. You
2: are being judged. Yeah, you sh- I mean, everything. little
0: little girls should not be getting judged on all these fucking criteria about their makeup and their right. Well, it's crazy. You know, it's got to fuck them up a little bit. You
2: I know, don't know. If uh, I didn't do it. Thank goodness. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think, and
0: I think that's going to play probably to your advantage. You know, I hope having. So. You know, I I think so.
2: I hope so We'll see We'll find we're, out We're pulling, in, for this Texas. pulling for you I'm oh, pulling Also thanks.
0: probably that Perfect score on your Swimsuit Yeah that definitely either. Helped So I was, only I was time about ever that. Only time ever In Miss Texas An interview
2: Yeah You okay. got a perfect score Yeah Wow I was excited Impressive. So I won the Swimsuit interview Or swimsuit award And didn't think I was Going to win the crown Because I was like Okay I'm pumped with Swimsuit I'm down You know whatever And then they called My name for the crown And I totally didn't Believe it at all So my goal was to Win the crown And swimsuit at Miss United States This year July let's do it let's bring the crown back bring
0: it bring
1: it mm-hmm. bring
0: it to Texas bring it back to Austin. Who, owns, who owns it now who has it? who's Miss America right now Virginia Virginia
1: Virginia's whack bring it back to <laughs> <laughs> I went to school in Virginia Virginia's University of Richmond Timberland, Timberland is like the only thing in Virginia right <laughs> and Virginia Beach <laughs>
0: well as I've as I've explained to you before I think the key the key factor is that um you know if you believe you're going to win the judges will believe you're going to win right people take you at your own estimation more often than not, you know, and I think probably you know some of your confidence and swagger from just being a robust person in your last competition you know certainly helped i mean that mm-hmm. that's always going to push you through, but you know in dating and everything that 's why you see some of these guys with you know really ugly guys, beautiful girls you know and, and they don 't even have money or anything, but they 're somehow weirdly confident. And you're like, how the <laughs> fuck are you confident? But, <laughs> but they are, and the girls believe them.
2: No, it's and true, And so, yeah. you know,
0: they, they're taking these guys at their own estimation of themselves, you know, because mm-hmm. who knows them better than themselves, you know? Who knows you better than you? Right. So if you believe that you are an amazing catch, you know, people will believe you as well. It's kind of the, one of the fundamental laws of the universe, so.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I know when it comes to like <clears throat> pageants, they tell you when you walk on stage, you need to be thinking to yourself. I am Miss United States. Like, right. this is my crown. I'm going to have this in an hour from now.
1: Being yeah, confident.
2: Yeah, just, yeah, being really confident. And that's what's great about, you know, the pageant girls that are out there. There are some pageant girls. I mean, you have to be a really strong and confident girl to get up there. I mean, you're being judged by thousands of people on every single little tiny thing. So you got to be ready to for be it. To be good.
0: Or you shut off and become a robot and just go through the motions. Right,
2: and yeah, and you don't and you win, you don't, don't, don't do anything.
0: You just cut it off. You just go Prozac on it and Mm -hmm. just put the wall up. And I I mean, I know
2: it sounds corny, but there's a lot like behind having the crown too. Like it's not just having that crown that you can hang on the wall and then be like, oh yeah, you know, I was Miss Texas. No, like you got to go out there and get your hands dirty. Like we do appearances all the time. We are doing things all the time to raise money for charities, regardless if you, I mean, you got to take time out of whatever you want to be doing to really help other people and i find it enjoyable so i think it's great the next miss texas i mean she's she's got to get out there and do some work for sure
0: you've set the bar high is what you're trying to say yeah yeah <laughs> Have
1: you gone to Supercuts yet
2: oh you know i haven't no. made it there yet <laughs> i met miss texas i told you
1: right 1993 miss texas met her at Supercuts. and i was getting my hair
0: cut what was she doing there Nick?
1: Charity work. Charity. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Nick, did you, did you
0: did you try and close the deal with her, or, or what happened? Uh,
1: at that time in my life, I didn't have confidence, so
0: no. <laughs> you, you just couldn't couldn't yeah, make it happen. I was
1: just staring at her, like, oh god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think uh, I think so. So when you're up there, you're they're, they're telling you to say, you know, I'm gonna win this. This is mine. You know, so it's kind of. you could call that actually it's called neuro-linguistic programming you know and you can basically program yourself through your own words into believing whatever you want to believe and Mm -hmm. it's a way to kind of because if you constantly tell yourself i fucking suck wow you worthless piece of shit you know i've heard people with that internal monologue they'll actually believe themselves when they say it even if they don't really think they mean it you say that enough times you're going to believe it but you say the opposite you know you program yourself the opposite way like You know, I'm a winner. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do whatever you want to do. Program it that way. You can actually program yourself the opposite way.
2: Oh, I totally agree. So, yeah,
0: it's definitely a a valuable technique. And then I'm sure visualization, I think that's something that's also important for fighters, I would say, uh, as well. I was just actually
1: thinking about that because, I mean, Mm -hmm. I know I've had, I've taken fights, you know, where I probably shouldn't have, you know. I, I know I shouldn't have, you know, and they go on your record as a loss, you know, and, uh. I mean, who, who fights Eve Edwards on their week, you know, on a week notice when he's like one of the number five guy in the world, you know, at that time? Yeah. Me. Yeah. But, you know, I had just came off of a knockout win in uh, Denver in the World Combat League. So I was confident. But more than anything, I was just thinking, like, it, I've always believed in myself, whether anybody else believed in me. Like, I believed in myself and my abilities. So, and, you know, I'll go in there. But
0: are there times, are there times where that belief is, you know, at 110% or 90%? You know, like are there times where it's like you fucking just know that you're gonna win, and there's other times where you're like, yeah, you believe in yourself, you've worked yeah. hard you know can well, you I mean, can yeah. you can you tell the difference beforehand or do you can you tell the difference afterwards um
1: I think when when you get the closer you get, you know you start to try to break it down a little more mentally, that's when you kind of start weighing in like I wouldn't say you start you back off because you always want to believe in yourself one hundred ten you start questioning things like. Damn it, is this a good fight for me? You know, this is a yeah. bad stylistic matchup. You know, I'm fighting out of my weight class. What am I doing? Oh, no, if I hit this motherfucker, I'm going to knock him out.
0: You know, then, then you rebuild. So you, yourself. Talk, you talk yourself back, back into, into it. Back into it, yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, it, it really seems that, um, you know, just watching these fighters and, and people going through, there's a certain level of, you know, undeniable confidence that some people have you oh, know, yeah, where they sure. just know they're going to win and they impose that will upon their opponent and then you see some of these guys take a loss and then it's like it's not quite the same they game anymore yeah, no, they you know sink. it's I mean, uh that that kind of unshakable confidence where like i cannot be beat starts to, starts I, to I don't fade. know
1: who quoted it or who said it recently but more so it's true if not even a quote it's uh you can't really determine how strong you are when you're on top it's when you fall down and you're at the lowest point when when you got to rebuild yourself and yeah That's actually what I've been kind of going through myself. I think, you know, personally, that last year was probably one of the worst years I've had of my career, and and I can't even think of a year that bad, you know. I was, like, in the controversial um, fight down at the end uh, when I I fought in uh, South Texas. Nine seconds left, you know, I'm whipping the guy's ass, and the doctor decides to stop the fight. Well, you know, you're fighting a local guy, the hometown doctor, the hometown guy, you're like, yeah, he was probably at the doctor's room last night, you know, cuddling with him and, you know. (laughs) He's like, "Hey man, you know, I mean, the guy was a punk. I I to me this day the guy ever comes close to me, I'll slap him just cuz I think he's a coward and I don't have any respect for
0: him." The fighter or the doctor? The fighter. Yeah. And the doctor.
1: Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, all of them. The, the, the doc, yeah, all of them. <laughs> fuck fuck 'em all. Complain. No, but the, I mean the doctor, I think he just freaked out, you know, cuz it cuts well, were pretty nasty. It was
0: it was nasty, but 9 seconds. But I was also fucking, winning. Yeah, yeah no, you are winning. Like, you're winning the fight. With one eye. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah, so mm-hmm. for people who obviously didn't see the fight, Nick was winning the fight, dominated the first and the third round, but had a nasty fucking cut under his eye. I mean, it was bad. It was swollen and nasty. But the doctor came up with nine seconds left and called a stop to the fight. Yeah. I mean and, and four fifty one in the third round yeah. in a fight that you had nine in seconds. the bag. Yeah. So obviously Nick was not too. What? You know, and happy then it was over that. after no, that? Yeah,
1: and so. then they stop and nine then he gets the victory. The the yeah, fight. exactly. Exactly
2: yeah oh my yeah, god uh, i didn't have a lot of nice
1: things to say to the doctor afterwards because no. you know they had to send the emergency room to get stitched up you know i was like get the fuck out of my face man like you robbed me you know like, kind of what, what kind of human being are you you know like, <laughs> but the doctor doesn't understand what all goes into going and training for a fight you know yeah, and what sure. for me where i guess i was too mentally last year i think just like i said at low point trying to rebuild i lost the big strike force fight which was kind of a deal breaker i think if I had won that one, that would have got me closer to, you know, the big show, and uh, probably I would have been in by summertime, but, you know, I lose in, in a really ugly fashion um, to come back and then knock out a guy and, and keep that momentum going, and then I get this fight right before the end of the year, um, and I thought, okay, cool, I'll close the year with, you know, two two wins and rack up two more next year, get my win streak four wins back, and I mean, that was my plan, and I was thinking like that, and um, I mean... I think emotionally, I was not my strongest, and I think that kind of led me to fight not my best. I mean, I was fighting probably like ninety percent, you know, and and it wasn't one hundred percent Nick the Ghost, but I was still like whipping his ass and chasing him around the ring and and pummeling him. Um, So, you know. So so I guess
0: you know the idea of you want to be in a place where you would you would call it you know the zone, or you would call it in that that ultimate level where you see the punches coming before they happen. You know, I've seen, I've seen you in that mode where, and that's kind of how you got your nickname. It's almost like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can just feel everything that's happening your confidence is there. Your combinations are from, instead of three shots, there's seven, you know, there's seven punches, you know, and, and I can, I can even tell, you know, tell some of the difference in that. And I really think it's a, it's a confidence game. And I think, you can really apply that to every aspect of life, yeah. you know, and whatever you're doing is getting that kind of confidence and flow. And part of it is preparation, you know, for sure. You know, I was talking to Joe Rogan and he just did his comedy special and, um, he was saying how in all his other comedy specials, he gets nervous beforehand, you know, you would get nervous and obviously because it's a big deal, this is your time that you have to do it. Perfect. And et cetera. But this time he was just able to really lock in the zone and get it right. And he was saying, you know, well, step one was that, you know, he was on the road doing his show like every day for a couple weeks. So his preparation was immaculate. You know, so I think that's a key part of it. And then, you know, some other parts. Um, so beyond preparation is, you know, this kind of visualization and then just putting yourself in that optimal mental state that's right. going to allow you to perform, you know, effortlessly, flawlessly. And I think, you know, that seems, it's kind of like a tricky thing that a lot of people chase. You know and try and find you don't know when you're going to get it and when you're not going to get it um, but try if you could actually try and more scientifically reproduce that state you would be you know very very difficult to defeat in any enterprise whether it's you know a pageant or whether it's whatever it's this can almost contagious feeling of confidence that certain athletes certain performers performers get You know, so how do you get back there? I think, you know, one strategy would be the neuro-linguistic program. Keep telling yourself constantly throughout the thing. Just tell yourself, even if you don't fully believe what you're telling yourself, like I'm going to win, I'm going to be a champion, you know, Nick the Ghost is going to be the champion at this weight class or whatever. And you just tell yourself constantly and hearing your own voice and you you say it out loud, hearing your own voice, you know, reinforcing that all the time is going to make a difference. You know, same for you. You know, I'm going to be Miss America. You know, how does it feel to be Miss America? Feels great. You know, and you start you start talking yourself into it, and then I think that's certainly one strategy. Another strategy is the you know visualization. You know, just kind of visualizing yourself with a crown or yourself with a belt. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, though, you got to just let it go. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to drop it from your mind and embrace that kind of Zen samurai philosophy of just no mind. You know, get your mind out of the way because your mind is what's producing the doubts. You know, your soul, that infinite part of you believes that you can achieve that because it knows what it's possible. You know, it sees the realm of possibility and it knows that it's possible and it knows that you can do it. It's just your mind that's going to get in the way.
2: Yeah, totally. So
0: you just got to push that out of the way and then just become soul and body directly, you know, and so the mind doesn't play a part. And when the soul's driving the ship and the body's in good condition, you yeah, you can't be beat, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I, I, th- I think
0: that's the, uh, that's the key.
2: And I know for uh, even, even pageants, like we have our final, the final contest or the final competition that you're being judged on is the final question. You walk out, you're in front of everybody. You have no idea what you're going to be asked. And I remember just letting everything go. I had, I couldn't control it at that point. Yeah. You know, I was either going to win or I was going to go up there and just completely blow it. Yeah. So I went up there, just letting go. I remember looking out and not, I, I couldn't see the crowd because the lights were so bright so I just kind of like looked into the lights and then turned towards the MC and was like alright let's do this yeah. what do you got Yeah. but I was going to ask you Nick as far as like going out there when you get like popped in the face or someone you know kicks you whatever it is when MMA or you're boxing does that like bring out like more adrenaline like can you feel the pain or do you just keep no. pushing harder and harder and harder
1: yeah I mean you, you're kind of your adrenaline's so high and you're, you're kind of in, it's almost like, for me, it's almost like a dream. It's like very okay. surreal. It's like, like, oh, he just hit me, you know, like, it's just like, nothing. yeah, it, I mean, I, I've never, you know, I've broke my hand. I've had my arm broken. I've had cuts, you know, stitches bleeding and, um, you don't really feel it until afterwards. Like well, the time when my arm was broken, it was broken as I was, you know, beating the crap out of the guy, I knocked him down, he's hurt. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, finish him. And he throws an arm bar up and he gets it. And I'm like, shit. I and mean, I'm trying to get out. And pop, pop, there goes my arm. Um, free stops it. They, they come check me out. Doctor lets me go. Um, I keep fighting. But I just remember looking over at my trainer, Rudy. And I'm like, how much time? And he's just like, he's kind of freaking out. Too. he's like, just fight. And I was like, <laughs> all right. But I knew there wasn't much time left. So um, I ended up winning. But, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, everybody. Yay, I'm excited. Ooh, fans, crowd uh I get to the dressing room and I kind of cool down I'm like oh my fucking god my arm is killing me like Rudy had to help me put my clothes on put my pants on shit I mean So did you not know
2: it was broken <laughs> until you got
1: uh, no I mean something bad happened to it because uh, I heard it you know and I Yeah
0: I, you, I remember watching that fight
1: you, you couldn't thought? yeah, yeah you, you, were couldn't, there.
0: you couldn't throw anything No I, head, okay so it was yes. like
1: they get me back and they're like you ready you ready because they had to restart us and I'm like all right they're like fight and I was like Whoop. my arm just kind of falls back and it, it's kind of like this rice noodle arm <laughs> Like it, I couldn't, I couldn't fling it, you know. Um, but you know, nothing really hurts until afterwards. I mean, you'll everything sounds. I mean, that, that's why I guess maybe going to and actually seeing one live, like when somebody gets kicked in the leg really hard, and you just hear that noise, you're like, yeah, that hurt. Like, mm. it just sounds like the intensity. You're like, oh shit, you know. But um, I mean, some guys are conditioned better than others. I mean, obviously with something like a leg kick, but even just getting hit in the face, like. I don't, I don't get pissed off. I, I, it's just like, I'm, I'm like really like in, in my, my focus in my zone because fighting emotionally is, is, is wrong. I mean, if you, if you get mad that you got hit, then you're going to get tired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The adrenaline levels are so unbelievably high. I mean, even in like a hard sparring, you stop feel oh, you yeah, stop yeah. feeling the shots that you're, that you're taking weirdly, you mm-hmm. know, it's just impact and damage. It's like you're, you turn into like a computer you're like up oh, damage in the yeah right, in no the, damage was, in the right quadrant you know yeah Meanwhile, you're like bleeding i was propusely. recently sparring
1: with uh getting ready for this fight and uh, the guy i'm sparring with is probably i guess the best prospect coming out of austin right now as far as boxing you know he's ranked nationally he's an amateur dude been looked at by like you know some of the bigger uh, agencies um really good amateur boxer but he's a little bigger than me. He's bigger than me he fights at a heavier weight class and everything but it, guy is just phenomenal his speed his power mm-hmm. and you know you go going around with this guy you're like All right, whoever I'm fighting I'm gonna fuck him up because this guy is the baddest you know yeah. but that's what it takes you have to fight you know well for MMA I was getting ready for the MMA fight so I trained with better boxers better jujitsu guys better wrestlers for that reason but anyway so when I when I was just sparring with him I heard one time he hit me, and I was like, oh, shit. And, like, I said (laughs) shit really loud. And, again, this this is the adrenaline, though, but part of it. But I was like, ah, I think he broke my nose. But I'm still, like, fighting, and I'm kind of laughing about it. But (laughs) my brain did say fuck really loud because he hit me. It was just, like, perfect on my nose. And I was like, I mean, I thought it was – I didn't think it was broken, but I thought, okay, shit, I'm going to start bleeding any second now. But – it was just like one of those little like I guess punches when you're like a kid, you get like socked in the nose and your eyes yeah, get watered. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, motherfucker! Like, yeah.
2: how do you continue to see anything?
1: No, no, I grabbed his ass like, oh, I think he broke my nose, <laughs> and like I tied him up a little bit, but kind of giggled. But I mean, that was, I mean, that too also things just with, you know, the experience of but just and just doing it so many times, sparring so many times. I mean, I've been fighting for 11 years now it's just like it's like what about
0: American what nature. about the what about the nerves cuz yeah. i remember when i was playing when i was playing basketball you know you'd go through the national anthem and you know breathe <laughs> breathe deep i mean we'd get a couple of you know up to 5000 people out to our games and you know so it would be a pretty big deal and uh <clears throat> and then you know sometimes the nerves sometimes you come right out of the gate and you're just like a fucking tiger Race and you're holes, just yeah. ready but other times it would take me like going playing some defense and hitting my guy in the chest you know like some kind of physical contact before i could you know get the get the nerves out and really you know get a sweat get somebody who i can who i can you know feel and like start to start to push does that does that that ever happen to you in fighting where it's like you have to have that first exchange or that first kind of yeah. You know, clinch sure. before you get the nerves out. I mean, at,
1: at times, yeah. I mean, there's been times where, you know, I, I, I don't, but then there's a lot of times that you're just like, all right, here we go. And then, all right, yeah, we're fighting now. You know, they, they <laughs> yeah. kind of get woken up, you know. Um, sometimes that happens with me, I think, just because I fucking hate the announcement. Like, I wish <laughs> they could just get us in the ring. Ready, ready, fight. You know, I I, I love it. I mean, I guess for the MMA, you know, you go out, like in the UFC, you watch a guy, like Bruce Buffer, he gets so fucking into yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. you know, you're just like, ah, you're ready to go. But it's just that long fucking three or four minutes. So what, if you really it's, time, us, it's about walk five minutes. Walk us through
0: that. I mean, what do you feel feeling? Okay, that? here How I go. I okay, I walk out. This is yeah. me walking out my feet. <laughs> All right. That's I get fast out. Walk. Yeah, it's a yeah. fast walk. I'm going to fucking get in there and fight. It's like a sea walk. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that's my Speedy Gonzalez walk. Mexican lot. so I, you know, it's just when you get in there, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the back, I'm warmed up, I'm going, I'm getting in my zone. I'm focused, you know, I'm thinking about my preparation, on my training and shit, and I get out there, you know, I walk out, you hear people, you see people sticking their hands out, you kind of whatever, you know, you're just in the zone, tunnel vision, it's like, there's a fucking ring, there's the ugly ring girls, there's the judges, I need to get in there, I need to fight. So then you get ready. (laughs) They're the ugly ring girls. I'm just kidding. But, uh, so anyway, so then you get in there and it's like, okay, your gloves are, you're on, your mouthpiece is in, your shirt's off, your Vaseline's on. You're ready. You're seeing the LeBron it sounds lights. Like, it sounds like a Saturday night. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday night fights.
0: <laughs> Shirts on. in the bathroom. Vaseline's <laughs> on. That did sound good. <laughs> that was a bad, right? Sorry, All right, continue.
1: So then, you know, yeah, Vaseline on your chest. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, you're there. You're greased up. You got the mouthpiece in, cup, jogger, I mean, The referee checks you out. You go in, and, and you're there, and you're kind of doing your thing, trying. So you kind of just
0: you kind of just go through motions you're familiar with. But when is it really kind of? set in. Oh, when that it,
1: when the announcer walks in it takes fucking thirty minutes to announce yeah, fighters. So it's that yeah. kinda
0: it's that kind of quiet where you run out of stuff to do. You're no longer walking. You're no longer yeah. getting grease. Now you're like oh you're no longer checking your cup. You've done your little walk around the ring. Your intro music is over. Yeah. And then you just gotta wait. Yep, and here he it comes. He's like
1: fighting out of the red corner. And now oh. now what
0: do you what do you do with your opponent at that point? Do you like do you like start thinking about your opponent? Do you try and like? Is, are you conscious of trying to mind fuck them before you fight them, um, or are you just kind of in your own in your own world? Different,
1: or? different, different. Uh, everything that you just said, different, different scenarios, different times. I mean, I've personally not liked two guys that I've fought, so I'm looking at them and I'm just like, I'm gonna fuck you up. I mean, I'm gonna smash you. I fucking hate you. Like two guys out of forty yeah. something that I have not personally liked, right. where I was just like, you're gonna get it, you know, and you know, I smash both of them. Then there's, you know, the guys or does the fights where you're just like you're looking at the guy, you're there, you're kinda all right, all right, you know, I've done this, I've trained really hard, I've done all my work, I'm a better fighter, he's not gonna beat me tonight, tonight's my night.
0: Yeah, so you're focused more on yourself yeah, at that point. Yeah. And then there's so, so in those in those circumstances you go into the you go into that, you know, where you stare each other down right before you whether ref is explaining the rules, right? Mm-hmm. So how many times when you're actually staring somebody down? I mean, what are you thinking then? I mean, is it real? Is it? Are you like really projecting? Like I'm going to fucking eat your children, you know, yeah. like Tyson? Or is, are you just like I'm yeah, <laughs> I, I got? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, eat children, step on nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or are you just kind of you know you gotta kind of meme mug the guy just for um, just for just because that's what you have to yeah,
1: do? I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. You want to go out there smiling and, and being all friendly and shit cause, Right. you know the other guy. Can be, hey, what's up? Shaking your hands at the weigh-ins, telling you good luck, and if I start, he's gonna try to take your fucking head off, you know, right. or or whatever. So you can't give him that edge on you mentally. So you got to get in his face and get in his ass, like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up, man. So
0: you got to try and alpha, you got to alpha him a little. Oh bit yeah, for that. sure. Yeah.
1: You got to have the bigger balls that night. I mean, you have to. I mean, I've had weigh-ins where um, I've got off the scale. You know, you're there doing the pose off, and the guy sticks his hands up, and just to mentally get in their head. You know, I get up right in their face and, and just you know, Mad Dog, I'm like 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 they owe me money or like to me it's like you're trying to take money from my kids and my but, family. And they are. fuck you up, yeah. So, I mean, you have to get that that yeah, the chest out. You know, I'm the alpha male. I'm, I'm the alpha ghost. I'm the fucking man. You're not gonna beat me. You have to do that. And if you can kind of project that into, I mean, they'll see it. But they're they're doing it as you know the same time too. You know they're doing it also. No guys, it's a fighter. that I know of is gonna go in there and be like. Oh, hey, you know, somebody, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know? They they know the game exactly. yeah. You know. okay. How about how about with you, Whitney? Do you have? Are there any kind of you know head games that that you play? Do you try? You know, is there any kind of posturing and alphaing in the uh, in the pageant community? Because I know you know you have to be. You watch cause... Arnold. You watch Arnold in that documentary, Pumping Iron. Have you seen that? No. You should see it. Because, well, it's it's a bodybuilding competition, <laughs> but it's similar to a pageant, right? <laughs> but he does, he goes to extreme lengths to just completely psych out his, uh, his opponents. I mean, he just crushes them mentally, like Franco Colombo. I mean, as far and- as,
2: like... Talking shit or what?
0: A different, different subtle psychological means that he uses. Like the Hulk. What was the Hulk's name? That was uh, that Lou, one. Frigno. Lou, Lou. Frigno. Didn't he like okay. go to
1: his gym one time when Lou was working out? He's like eating cake or he's yeah, doing something yeah. funny he like does that. All, oh he does yeah, all no, kinds I do that stuff. all the
2: time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because a swimsuit is really important when it comes down to it, and I am just naturally, I naturally have a um, muscular physique, so. I mean, I'll walk in there. I'll have my little jelly beans, or I'll be eating some brownies. Like, just no know. big deal. Hang out. But I'm super nice to all of the girls. Right. Just super nice. Because, I mean, what am I going to be rude to you for? I'm here to win. That's all there, well, that that, strategy, that's going to do. Well, that
0: strategy may not work. You know, the mean strategy may not work. Well, period. because
2: there's so many... There's mean girls out there. I mean, that but that's in everyday. I mean, right. everyday life there's mean girls. And so, I mean, I've heard horror stories of people cutting up dresses. I oh, wow. my dress got stepped on three times at Miss Texas Teen and right in front of the judges, like on purpose. Wow. And you Bitches. know I was just yeah. like All right, you know, what am I gonna do about it now? What am I gonna do? Pull her dress down or something? Like, no. I just don't really yeah. get into the whole right. game of it. I'm there to win. I'm gonna do my best to win. Yeah. But I mean if you know, I can psych out a little I'm bit for um swimsuit, I'm gonna do it. I know we have sometimes we have like pool parties beforehand where we're supposed to meet and greet and you go swimming. So I make sure that my body is in perfect shape and that swimsuit looks damn good when i walk yeah, out of there
0: they have, then they'll have that little <laughs> bit of doubt when they're just a little around. bit yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's similar to what arnold used to do i mean if you watch it and i really highly recommend you watch it yeah I and, definitely and everybody will. everybody actually should watch the it documentary it's fucking awesome but the way he would uh the way he would just have like it was like a breakfast with lou frigno and i should really see this again but he's talking about, you know, some aspect of his chest development, like being on track to be ready maybe eight weeks after the Mr. Olympia, you know, oh. he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's looking pretty good. But, you know, timing, you know, you, you, those are going to look great, you know, in like July and the, mm. the competitions in May, you know, and so he's already like, maybe I'll pick up some and, tips. yeah, he's already <laughs> like in his head. There's some there's some pretty I mean, he wants he also told some guy, you know, even guys coming up, you know, that were could possibly challenge him at some point you know he he spent like an hour teaching this young young buck coming up how to scream when he was flexing right and they practiced it and he's like this is the secret this oh is what God. you got awesome. yeah and, and so the guy gets out there and does it, and it's just dead silence. The oh, fuck, <laughs> everybody's I don't know like, 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 what, what, what is doing? that? I mean, just crush this guy. You oh. know, just crush this guy. So, I mean, that's a little extreme, but I think, you know, some of those subtle means, I think, are probably more effective. Like you said, eating cake, you know, when all these guys have been starving themselves and just pure tuna. Yeah, and that's anyway. what they
2: do. They, the girls starve themselves. They won't eat anything. They'll hit the gym and do, like, cardio like crazy before the night i'm Mm -hmm. thinking my body is not going to change from tomorrow it's going to look like this on stage you know so let me eat my jelly beans
0: right i (laughs) think that's a good strategy because then the mean the mean thing you know it sometimes it works maybe if you have like a really weak person you can really intimidate them but i know i know for myself like if i'm going to play tennis with somebody right? for you know and and it's going to be some kind of important match If someone's like I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah, maybe they're way better than me. They'll fuck me up, whatever. But if we're even and they're going to be psychologically get the advantage, if they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm playing great. I'm going to I'm gonna beat you, you know. See, you. that pumps me up. That pu- Exactly. Like, really? it pumps me up. I'm like, right. really? Yeah. This All right, pump. bring it. But if they're like, <laughs> they're like, man, you're really playing great today. Like, your backhand looks phenomenal. Like, like I just hope I can <laughs> get a script. call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, yeah, it does look phenomenal. And I, boom, like hit him into the net. You know, it's like. It goes the opposite, you know yeah. you actually can almost psych someone out the other way right. and have it be even more effective.
2: Well, I so do know, like come to think of it during rehearsals and stuff, we do have to do like our walk and we have to do our stands like on stage, ready to go and practice it, and there will be girls that be like, you really need to work on that, you should stand like this, and you know it's completely wrong, but like they right. will try to give you tips that are just. Like, really? No, you don't do that at all. And I'm overhearing some of this stuff. Like, come on. And I got blatantly ignored my first time ever to get stared in the face, ignored in an elevator. You know how awkward it is in an elevator already? Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, try oh, and get in the elevator
1: with a guy you're gonna fight this is my floor this is my floor okay. yeah. I gotta go yeah I gotta go. I gotta go I'm not on this floor anyways but I'm getting off now yeah I'm getting off now oh, yeah, then <laughs> I'm like hitting my trainer, rudy go let's go let go yeah. off. <laughs> off now
2: exactly but so yeah I there's see. some definitely mean girls everywhere though
0: yeah I almost wonder if you could employ the compliment technique in, in pageanting like if someone was I don't know if there's like practice questions or something like yeah, that yeah there are but if you I mean if there was like a real threat I don't know if you want to get involved in this but I think it may be effective to be like you know really you know how you how you start answering those questions is really amazing like just how you're immediately eloquent right out of the gates you know compliment some like Obscure little fact about how they do, and then they'll start thinking about it. Yeah,
2: like, that's true. Yeah,
0: you know, I am. Yeah, what what do I say when I first start these and sentences? And then they're going to walk know?
2: out and think that as soon as yeah, they ask yeah, that the they have that they're going
0: to, they, they're expected to be brilliant on their first intro word. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Yeah, so I mean,
2: I'm standing behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, really, the truth of the matter, I mean, what's going to what's going to get you to win is the fact that you're going to believe that you, you, you believe you're going to win, and mm-hmm. that's why that's why we're going to be doing this. Podcast with Miss America. Let's do it. Come the day, come the day. All right. So another another issue I wanted to talk about now that the, a lot of these guys listening here would probably want to know is uh is how how does a guy um, get to catch the eye of a, a girl such as Miss Texas? You know, what are you looking for in a dude? Now you're how old are you? You're twenty two. Twenty two years Jesus old. Christ. I go, well, Now that's I go, now I'm that's baby. Change it. That changes a little bit, but there's probably some consistent things that you're looking for in a guy. So what? So what is it that's going to catch your eye?
2: Okay, well, I definitely want someone that's confident, but not overly confident. I mean, if you were just so into yourself, just don't even bother coming up to me. But is that
0: really confidence, or is that insecurity? Masquerading as confidence?
2: I don't know. I mean, I guess it would just depend on the situation and how it came off. I
0: mean, like, the situation... I'm not convinced he's actually confident in his abs. <laughs> you know, I mean, why would you be showing him so much? You know what I'm saying? It's like. Oh, no,
2: no, no. I don't, like, don't want to do. No, do not do that. He probably
1: is a fat person complex. You know, yeah, maybe he's a kid. Maybe he's a kid. He's fat. It's like, hey,
0: everybody look
2: <clears> at <throat> my
1: shit now, you know? Like, I don't kid.
2: like that type of thing at oh, all. Okay. That like turns me off to the max. thing. like, please. Guidos? Or, like, <laughs> just like, check this out. You oh, know, like, yeah. no. Because really. that,
0: that actually betrays lower confidence. Yeah. Lower confidence for like sure. Why don't you, I mean, you
2: show everything off right
0: now? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so, all right. So, confidence is key. But I think people, I think people worry that. Uh, I guess the distinction that I'm trying to make is that true confidence will never seem like too much confidence.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like the the best champions, you know, they won't even talk about their sport or what they're able to do. They just live it. They just are. Right. You know, like you're not going to see John Jones out you know, trying to mean mug somebody in a bar to prove that he's a fucking badass. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to be like, someone's going to say something stupid. and He's just going to laugh and just kind of smile to himself. And think like, if you only knew, motherfucker, you know, that's what I like. I mean, that's because
2: that's kind of how I, but that's, but that's
0: real confidence. I think, you know, and And I think everything else is just, is just bullshit. Like these guys getting pumped up in the gym and they're fucking all swole of their mind. And they're in this big old Jack truck. You know, like that dude's not confident. He
1: has insecurities. Yeah. yeah. Small
0: penis. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say tiny balls. Something. Yeah, tiny Peanuts. balls. Something. I mean, he, he, <laughs> even he can be hung, like but, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, some some issue is causing him to have to overcompensate in a certain way.
2: Right, and I definitely, I'm all about, I mean, you got to make me laugh. There's got to be something to make me laugh. I, I mean, I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. and So if you can make me laugh, that's probably key right there. And then honesty, I really have to have somebody that I trust. Because if you don't have trust in a relationship, I mean, it's like why are you going to the grocery store? yeah, to buy To milk? get
0: food has yeah. I'm hungry <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah. hit on the cashier? Well, what again, do you think I'm going to the grocery store for? again, that goes to confidence, you know mm-hmm. I mean insecurity is the root of this you know lack of confidence and jealousy, you know I mean, if you're truly confident in yourself, if you believe that you are the best catch that this person can get, they'll believe you, and they won't even look for anybody mm-hmm.
2: else, right,
0: you know, so it comes down to comes down ultimately to confidence. So, but but sense of humor is another thing, Mm -hmm. you know. But all right, so that that all sounds good if you know somebody, right? And I think a lot of the problem a lot of guys have is that you know it's hard to get girls, you know, just let's just say like yourself to even get to know them enough to do that, you know. So how I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, obviously. Through mutual friends can happen, you know, and that's obviously a, an easier way. You get to really let your the part of yourself, you know, interact with the part of them, and then it becomes kind of easy. But is there any way that if you know that if you're just out partying or anything, that that a guy can just kind of let himself be known and kind of cross the bridge to that first step where you'll actually, you know, pay attention to what he's what he's saying and what he's doing. You know, is there any, what can a guy do in that kind of situation? If they want, if they see, if they see you out and they want to meet you, I mean, not I guess you in particular, it, but
2: yeah, well, I mean, it comes back to confidence. I mean, just take that chance, you know, come up to me. If you want to come up to me and talk to me, come up and talk to me or like try to catch my eye from across the room. Cause I mean, you can do that when you're out partying and stuff, you know, you go out sometimes you see that one person or maybe a couple, sure. I don't know. And, um, yeah, just do it, go up there. But I, I really like. I don't think there's anything wrong with the girl making the first move. Like, if you see somebody, I'm going to go and talk to him.
0: Yeah, but that's like winning the lottery. We can't, we can't, we can't be telling. Yeah, the chances we... of Miss Texas coming up to you and going, like, hey, what's up? But, all
1: right.
0: How you doing? How <laughs> you doing, girl? Yeah. But I think you've made a point. I mean, I've, I've, I've certainly been there. You'll get a feeling when you're out. And, and I compare it to, have you ever played the game Galaga, Nick? You remember that game? Uh, where you're all these little bugs. Oh, the shooting Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you put out this little tractor beam, right? And the tractor yeah. beam attracts more people to your team, you know? And I, I think there's a certain state that you can get in where it's like you're creating a vortex almost of energy. And it's mm-hmm. just, it comes from confidence, you know? So you can be out in a club or out in a bar and just that kind of swag, that confidence you'll create will create like a vortex and everybody will start yeah. to notice. You know, mm-hmm. I think obviously you know one of the most clearest times that i've seen that um you know for fighters particularly you come off a win you know i've seen you in the club after a win and you're standing on the couches you're doing fucking your dance (laughs) doing the doggy yeah doing the doggy yeah and and people just people just feel that like i saw forrest griffin in a club after he won the championship um the light heavyweight UFC championship right. and he didn't even have to do anything, but he was like lit up like a lantern, yeah, you know, of just like emanating, like I'm the best motherfucker. It, around it, yeah. Tonight. It's an like, irreplaceable feeling,
1: night. man. It really is. I mean, I, I've, I've, you know, cannot really put anything to compare it to winning a fight, you know, jumping on a cage, the victory, just hearing people scream, you know, just, ah, getting it out. And then, Celebrating afterwards with your friends and your family and there's people coming up to you and like how excited they are for you How happy they are for you, you know that you won, or they're like, hey, man I was cheering for you, you know, da, da, you know, whatever um, or, or for me, you know bouncing back from you know, a tough loss, you know, like 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 the the fight where Where uh, we went out to Phoenix afterwards. Yeah, I was jumping on the couch But that was like a make-or-break fight same thing, you know, with the Beltor contracts I'd lose mm-hmm. and they cut me then I come back, and I beat, you know, Dustin Neese, who ends up going on The Ultimate Fighter. And um, I was like, man, I I fucking TKO'd that guy. He's on yeah. fucking TV. But, you know, I have the win over him. But beating somebody in at the time, you know, he was just really doing well. So beating somebody like that dynamically with a jumping knee is just like, you know, it couldn't have been more perfect, you know, than having my close friends and my family and everybody there. Is just like, it really, to me, you know, it just, yeah. I, it, it's hard to keep those feelings in. You know, I yeah. would like to be like... Oh now I'm gonna go, you know, home and rest. Like, no, fuck that. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna celebrate, and I've been busting my ass.
0: Yeah, sure. You know, let me get out. So I guess, you know, for for people obviously if you're a fighter and you win a fight, you know, that's gonna happen once in every great while. You know, but for a normal person they'll never get to that situation. So find you know, to try and get in that state, which is the state that I think it's possible to make you know, the make some of these magical things happen. Make somebody like Miss Texas catch your eye or things like that, you know, you got to, first of all, focus on, you know, focus on improving your own life and improving yourself, you know, be truly proud of what you've accomplished, what you've done, even if only, you know, obviously a fight, everybody else knows, you know, so you can kind of feed off each other. But even if you just have a fucking great day where you kick ass, maybe you write a badass blog and you handle your shit at work and you get a sick workout in, you know, kind of let that fuel this confidence so that when you go out, you can put out your own, You know kind of tractor beam your own vortex of energy that's going to draw people in and catch people's eye i think that's the most i mean i think that's the best way to do it i don't think there's any you know obviously you can read a book like the game and you can find some different tricks and different ways to get over your fear but the root of that book is really about being a better person anyways you know it's about being more confident being more interesting they have some tricks you know for sure but and playing on different psychological aspects but really the bottom line is you got to be interesting. You got to be able to read what people are into and you got to really be truly confident in yourself, you know, and create this kind of energy field around you. That's going to attract not only just girls, but, you know, really attract other friends. You know, I mean, some of my best friends, um, now are people that, you know, I met in a party situation where I had that fucking kind of swagger, you know, and I don't always have it, but those, those, you know, some of those times where I really brought as much energy as I could, I pulled in people that I never would have met people who are, you know, just would have gone along their way. You know, I mean, I think, you know, obviously my best friend now, Roger Huerta was one of those. I met him at a party where I was Dressed up in a fucking speedo and a Thor helmet, <laughs> and like, I don't and doubt just, that. yeah, it was a Halloween <laughs> party, and I was just bringing it, just bringing it, you know. And so he was there, and he was like, "Whoa, who the fuck is this guy?" You know, this guy in the speedo. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we got to it. Just it was because of that energy that I was putting out that someone who now has become my best friend, you know, actually bridged that gap because he was, you know, especially especially then, you know, he was still getting harassed for, you know autographs and a lot of things all the time. I mean, it, so it can happen both ways. It's not just girls, but it's also guys as well. It's just putting that, putting yourself in that level of, of you know, kind of awareness. So I think that's something to, uh, something to strive for mm-hmm. if you're uh if you're anybody, you know, whether yeah. professional or just, uh, just doing your thing, you know, it's just get to that point where you can be proud of yourself. So we're almost finished here. And uh, I have, um, you know, one, uh one little last thing I want to do here. And this is a, uh, it's a little psychological game that I'm going to teach the podcast audience, and it's called The Cube. Have you guys ever heard of The Cube? No. You guys read The Matrix, you're... isn't it? Are yeah. <laughs> you going the...
1: give me a pill? <laughs>
0: Come on, what the fuck, man? <laughs> All right, guys, so this is a little right. way to kind of get some insight into somebody, maybe even break the ice if you're out on a date or something like that. So I'll, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give The Cube to both uh, Nick and Whitney here, and uh, we'll, uh, I'll explain the answers as we go through. All right, so I want you guys to imagine yourself in a desert.
2: Okay.
0: A vast, vast desert.
2: Mm, I don't know if I like this.
0: You see a cube. Do you see it?
2: Yeah.
0: All right, describe the cube.
2: It's clear, it's fairly large, and it's off in the distance, and I'm walking towards it.
0: It's clear, Three fairly large, off in the distance. And it kind of has like
2: it. a halo around it. Like, it's like... It's like Oh ah, the cube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Nick. What do you see? I saw a Rubik's cube. A Rubik's cube. Yep. Mm. Very
2: interesting. I don't know if
1: that represents you know me trying big to figure something out. Hey, don't hey I'll do the analysis. Okay, I was here. like, I don't I know don't think, what that means. Don't man. even think about it. You <laughs> no. just
0: see what you see. You just see what you see. It, don't it's don't a, worry about
1: that. You know, it's not big. It's just you know, actually it's
0: small. It's a regular Rubik's cube. You know. It's a regular Rubik's cube. Mm. Hmm. All right. So there's a ladder. In the desert.
2: Is the cube still there?
0: Yeah. I mean, you see it, right? Yeah. So there's a ladder. All right. Describe the ladder.
2: It's pretty tall and it's going to the top of the cube.
0: Pretty tall. Is it leaning on the cube? Mm Mm-hmm. Very cool. What's the ladder made of?
2: Same thing as the cube. I think it's just clear, kind of golden, silver, that same (laughs) sense to it.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Nick?
1: My ladder, I see, I see it going to the sky, I don't know, uh, going up, straight up, like an extension ladder, Yeah, just, just going straight up in the sky, can't see where it ends, just going up.
0: Yep, and uh, what, is your, what is your ladder made of? Fiberglass. 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 Yeah. All right.
1: Very it's orange.
0: All right. Orange. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so you see a horse. You see a horse. Describe the horse. Hmm.
2: It's like one of those Mustangs, you know, like the like real a, wild horse. Uh-huh. That's hair just blowing in the wind. It's like sprinting. I don't know where it's going, but it's, it's going somewhere. It's sprinting. Yeah.
0: Does it have a bridle or a saddle?
2: No, nothing. Nothing. Bareback. back. wild. Wild horse.
0: Um, do you feel like you know the horse?
2: No, but I feel like I, I do. I want, to. I want to. I'm drawn to it for some reason.
0: Right. What color is it?
2: Brown.
0: yeah Nick <laughs> describe your horse
1: it's a white Clydesdale just galloping mm. not running fast just kind of like you know showing uh-huh. off his big muscles and just kind of doing his thing uh-huh.
0: and uh does it have a saddle or a bridle no he's naked no. <laughs> he's bareback bareback all right then you see a storm you see a storm Describe the storm.
2: My storm's intense. I love storms. So the more severe the storm is, the better for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, come on, storm, let's do this. And I'm talking big, dark, black clouds. Like, ooh, yeah, lots of thunder and lightning.
0: Yeah. All right. Very cool. Nick?
1: Uh, I see a a real, real uh, dark-colored sky. But the storm is one of those intense ones. And I, and I also see, like, those crazy colors that you'll see in the sky during a storm. Like a purple, kind of orange. Just, like, you're like, is that the fucking sky? And you're like, what's mm-hmm. going on up there? And is an alien coming down? It's one of those intense storms with, yeah. like, hail and,
0: like, ducky right, color. All right. Almost finished here. Almost finished. So then, now you see a strawberry patch.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: See a strawberry patch. Is... uh. Is there a fence around your strawberry patch? No.
2: No It goes fence. on and on. I'm walking through it. All
0: right. and uh, Big and red strawberries. Big red strawberries. <laughs> Nick, do you, do you see... Uh, what do you see? I'm actually picking them. You're picking them? Yeah. How many, uh, how many strawberries do you eat, Nick?
1: As many as I can. <laughs> I love strawberries. I do, too.
0: <laughs> how many do you eat?
2: Oh, same. I mean, I love, love, love strawberries. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make love uh, to a strawberry. <laughs>
0: All right. So, you guys ready to hear what this all means according, oh, to, the, uh, according to the according to psychological so. test? So, the the cube represents what you think of yourself. Represents your oh, ego. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you. Um, you got a a fairly large, a fairly large size cube. You have a you have a very huge healthy ego. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> not huge ego. So, huge! <laughs> so a huge ego would be like it's the size of a mansion. It's oh, overwhelming no, no. the desert. It blots out the sun. <laughs> you know that's like a huge. That's like a Paris Hilton type of ego. Right?
2: Well, good thing mine's clear because it doesn't block out the sun. Right.
0: So yours is clear, meaning that you feel like you're very transparent. Like people, you you know express what express what you mean. People can see through you. I thought the halo part was really interesting <laughs> i think you know having that kind of internal glow i mean it's probably the healthiest cube ego response that i've ever heard think okay, for sure cool. because it says it's clear meaning you're trying you know you let people see through you you express what you really mean you're not hiding anything you obviously have a very warm and loving feeling towards it because it's emanating a glow and it's a good size mm-hmm. you know it's a big cube now, Nick, Nick, on the other <laughs> hand, <laughs> I don't had, think I want to know what mine. You had, is. A, you had a Rubik's cube, yeah, which means you kind of view yourself that your internal self is a puzzle. You know, you think that you think that you know there's something to figure out. You know that that you have things that need to unlock, ways in which it works better, and ways in which you know you're just confusing. Um, and I think I've never heard of the Rubik's cube answer, but I think it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, that's really. What I saw, I saw the fucking Rubik's Cube, man. <laughs> no, it's good, good man.
0: But, uh, but, you know, and obviously, you know, who knows if these things are right or not. Yeah. But more often than not, you end up finding some correlations that, that seem to make sense. And, and knowing you guys, I think uh, your answers are, are pretty interesting to me. I mean, I think that would mean that, you know, that basically, you know, there's some, you're looking for some way to get your colors to line up, you know, so you can unleash... What you really feel is the true you.
1: I'm on a war path. You're on a a war path, right? And
0: it's you're figuring out the puzzle, and then when you do, that's when you've solved the cube, and then that's when it's you know it's Uh, a different look out
1: world. That's when this (laughs) yeah, shit's going down.
0: So the uh, the ladder is what you view about your what you feel about your friends. So um, leaning onto the leaning onto the cube, um, both of you had both strong ladders. So you feel like you know the people around you are going to be assets in your life. Um, Leaning on the cube made of the same material you value people who are also transparent people who also have that kind of Radiant glow Mm -hmm. and um, you'll be able they'll be able to assist you and uh, you'll kind of support each other in what you're doing Um, Nick um, Yours is you know you had a Rubik's Cube So it doesn't really make sense to lean on it, but yours going straight up to the sky I think you also understand that you know your friends can be a big asset to you You know and that's something that can take you higher and take you to another level Um, the people who have, you know, very little trust in their friends, you know, the ladder will be broken and they're lying on the sand in the desert or, you know, it'll be all kind of fucked up or it'll have, it'll be like, this is an ornamental ladder, you know, like if you stood on it, you couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere, you know, and those are the people, they don't trust their friends, you know, they feel like they're pretty maybe, but really when it came down to it, if they were going to step on it, you know, it wouldn't work. The horse represents your ideal lover, so, <laughs> All right. so, um, so, that is uh, so so that would be for you uh, someone very wild, kind of unbridled, um, you know, the Mustang, very kind of untamable, doesn't have a saddle or a bridle. You're not looking to control, you know, you're not looking to control your lover. Um, it's kind of free out there. Meaning that you, you know, you view it's out there. And again, you know, any boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever you may have, don't you know? Don't worry about the cube. It's just a game. <laughs> but anyways, what the cube would say would be that that you know that horse is out there, and um, you know you're still looking. You want you want to find that horse. You know you want to find that wild mustang that's hardly tameable, but that you guys can you know take that journey together. Nick, I'm I think liking it. I think it was pretty interesting knowing that some of your girls in the past you picked a big muscular <laughs> Clydesdale because I've seen some of your bodybuilder girlfriends and, and they they seem to kind of fit the uh, fit the cause. Now the color white means that you ultimately want them um, to be good, you know, and very kind of pure, pure and strong um, is really what you're is what you're after. But a Clydesdale is certainly a very strong horse, but not necessarily like a wild kind of scandalous horse either you know it'll 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 go to work for you would be what the uh the Clydesdale would say what do you think about that Nick um <laughs> I only had one girlfriend
1: that had muscles <laughs> <laughs> and she was crazy <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and I don't know why it's all white Clydesdale horse I mean I guess because we're, we're digging deep into your
0: subconscious man, Nick. Yeah, man, yeah I know it's was it was like, like you said out.
1: horse and I was like oh Clydesdale. <laughs> I think because I like those horses too man yeah
0: that could be it, but, uh-huh. yeah. But you like a nice thick set like of thick. haunches. Thick
1: is in people. It is. <laughs> you see that picture I ever posted on my Facebook of Justin Timberlake? He has that. It's in black and white. He has a like a, a a paper printed right. It says, "Real men love big booty bitches," and he's holding it like that. Okay. And he got like the dead serious face. He's like,
0: <laughs> "You ever seen it?" It's see a that. skit
1: from Saturday Night Live, but yeah. I, I posted on Facebook
0: on it. That is anyway. that is you you do embrace that? Yeah, like because, I mean, those Clydesdales curves. They now. have
1: curves. You I love up. curves right on, I love right curves
0: on. so the uh, the storm the storm represents um, the challenges in your life and how you view them um, you had a very clear and it's funny even in some of your answers it was very clear what you kind of felt about that your storm you were like yeah I like a storm fucking bring it you know meaning that you like challenges you like them when they come mm-hmm. after you head on, and you want to meet them head on and they don't scare you you're not going to run for cover you're going to be like fuck it let's go yeah you know bring it um, same with you. I mean, I think you were, you saw that same storm coming and you were like, all right, you know, let's get it. And obviously yeah. you know, you're in a fight climbing back to the top. Yeah, so I think that answer party. made a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. So, um, the strawberry field represents your attitudes towards sex. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh,
1: shit. <laughs> so both of Wait, you. Wait, bo- she said the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Both, the, both we of we need you- some
0: strawberries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both of you had some, some very healthy attitudes towards sex, I think. The, um people who have like a barbed wire fence around their strawberry patch or like razor wire. Those are the people that it gets a little weird. You know, it's like they have some really weird like dominatrix. Issues. Yeah. Really. like Well, or some really weird issues regarding, oh, okay. it. you know, okay, it's okay. like you it's oh. like your obstacles towards even putting yourself in that Forbidden. frame of mind. Yeah. It's like, you're going to get cut. You like know, they can some, only have sex with the lights yeah, off. Yeah. yeah there's the there's some like sin and, complex yeah. where, you know, like mm-hmm. getting to the strawberries, you're going to get cut, you know, it's going to hurt. It's not healthy. It's, needs to be barred and locked and you know you can't get in there but both you guys no fence (laughs) nothing at all no fence. Uh, and when you get in there you know for you in particular eat as many strawberries as you can (laughs) and you can make love to a strawberry i think that was was a pretty (laughs) good endorsement of uh, of what the question was getting at and obviously you uh you had no issues in uh indulging in some some strawberries strawberries. (laughs) 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 so um you know that's the uh that's the cube test so um you know, maybe you guys played along in the podcast. If you did, if you have any questions, hit me up at Warrior Poet US, yeah, or hit me up on the here. on the contact sheet at uh, at Warrior Poet, and I'll, If you can't figure it out, I'll I'll help you out.
2: It'd be great to hear everyone's like, yeah. It responses. is. It's to a it. it's a it's
0: a fun game to play. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I think that's uh, our time is up. The sands of time have have gone out. We're gonna catch a workout now and uh, mm-hmm. kind of kick some ass here. So please, everybody, follow at Whitney Miller Ten. Yep on twitter that is miss texas's twitter she's just getting that thing going so let's Back help her out game. with that and Mom then at sense. nick the ghost mm-hmm. and uh you can follow him as well and and keep up with them espn
1: yeah this friday in uh, austin texas the frank Erwin center espn friday night fights what time uh eight o'clock okay. central time eight o'clock central
0: time yeah. And then after you're done watching that, you can catch Whitney on the Home Shopping Network.
2: Oh, great. Thanks. Actually, I'm <laughs> off Friday. So. Oh, so. you're on
0: Friday. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to uh, promote here, Miss, Miss Whitney, while you have the chance?
2: No, I'm good. I mean, I, I've had fun. I'm glad that we were able to do this. A lot yeah. of good times. Thanks for having me.
0: Indeed. Indeed. It was good times, indeed. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, you know, again. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'll try to get this podcast up on iTunes here soon. I'm just getting savvy with all that technology, upload it to Vimeo, get the whole thing rolling. So uh, plenty of opportunities to listen. Much love to the listeners. Much love to you guys. Thanks a lot for doing it. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Awesome. Peace right. and hair grease. All right. Mm-hmm. I got gonna
1: take a picture of this. This is so cool. I haven't seen it.